Hi everyone and welcome to the Be You Mum podcast. I'm Annie, mum, wife, nutritional therapist, music lover and believer that animal print will never go out of fashion. I believe that we are at our most happiest and healthiest when all parts of ourselves are aligned and singing in harmony, the mind, body, heart and spirit. For me, like most, motherhood has been life-changing. It has opened up so many opportunities to learn more about myself and grow and become a better version of me and generally better human being. So this is what this podcast is all about. Conversations with awesome people who will inspire, inform and empower you to be more you at your brightest and best. Just like health and happiness, I believe there is no one-size-fits-all approach to motherhood. Learning to better understand, love and be yourself is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children. So I hope you will join me on this podcast journey of self-discovery, self-growth and self-love because when we connect with ourselves and step into our personal power, our mummy magic can truly shine. So please keep listening and remember, always be more you. everyone and welcome to episode 17 of the Be You Mum podcast with me Annie Breen. Well what a crazy time it is and I have to say I've been moving quite slowly with the podcast this year but I am so excited to bring you this episode and although I recorded this back in January I think it's a perfect time to release it. This week I talked to Norma Gray Norma is the founder of New Norm, a plant-based meal delivery company based in Edinburgh. Norma's mission is to make it easier for people to enjoy eating a whole food plant-based diet without having to be chained to the kitchen meal prepping every weekend. I think this is something that we can all um, focus on at the moment in terms of improving our nutrition and focusing on plant-based foods, especially when it comes to our immune health. What I really love about Norma's approach is she's incredibly realistic and down to earth and she makes it really, really simple in terms of bringing in more plant-based foods into our diet. She has some amazing meals and recipes and she shares so much um, useful information with us that we can all take away and implement into our day-to-day lives. We talk about the principles of plant-based eating, the benefits, and then Norma shares some um, really easy, uh, simple hacks that we can all implement. So without further ado, I'm going to get into episode 17. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. So hi, Norma. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about all things plant-based and bringing more plant-based foods into your um, diet. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, We're both running groups at the moment for the month of January. And although they're slightly different, I have to say there's a lot of plant-based chat going on. A lot of plant-based foods in my group as well. Yours is Vegan Annery, which is, is focused on that. So would you mind just starting off by um, telling the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do, and 
what led you to be doing this? How did you know come about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm no um, plant-based veteran by any stretch, actually. I guess my journey towards um, plant-based um, diet was probably started about three years ago. Um, I'd been, prior to, the, to, to the, um, all things new norm, I worked in branding agencies and I've been living kind of quite fast and hard, if you like. You know, I'd been, I'd been just expecting quite a lot of my body without really giving much thought to what I fuel it with or, or what it needs. And I think that's really quite normal to just kind of, you know, push on and, and hope for the best and hope your body's capable of anything, but not really give it the support and tools you physically need to be at your best, but you expect this peak performance all the time. Um, and I'd been living, yeah, like I say, I'd been living in London and New York and working um, in branding agencies. And I t made a decision to move back to Edinburgh, um, kind of for personal reasons. It's always been my, it's not where I grew up, but it's always sort of felt like my home and it was time to come home, if you like. And that gave me the time to sort of think about what was really important to me and, and what I kind of wanted in life. And that's where kind of health came to the fore for me. Um, and I, at the time, I'd just been reading quite a lot about, about plant-based diet. And one of my friends who was kind of an eternal sticky, like she, um, on the face of things, looked very healthy. But whenever she got something, she got it bad. And she was always like in and out of A&E and whatever it was, she always kind of came down hard when she got something. Um, and she started eating plant-based. And it kind of seemed like this kind of, not miracle cure, but all these little niggles. She was just feeling so much better and so much brighter and kind of better in herself so that was kind of the final push for me after having read a lot about it and being really intrigued by it that was the kind of final push for me that I was like you know I'm gonna give this a go and and see how I feel so I went on kind of quite a strict plant-based diet for only you know probably a, about a month tops I was I was super strict with it um and I felt amazing. I felt incredible. Like it just felt, there was nothing, there was nothing, um, I had no major health problems or anything. Um, but just a lot of niggly things. Like I had kind of bad skin. I just suffered from heartburn and indigestion and um, was always feeling a bit bloated and sluggish and tired and was carrying a few extra pounds. All these things that they're not problems, but when you add them all on top of each other, it just kind of makes you feel a bit blah. Um, and by going plant-based for like I say a matter of weeks I just felt like that had been lifted and I felt like I've almost felt like I should feel if you know what I mean it was kind of like taking a breath of fresh air and feeling like ah oh, this is good this is this is this is me this is how I how I should feel um, and that was awesome so that was I was like god this, where's this secret been hiding this plant-based diet is incredible and quickly I was then like oh I see why it's been hiding it's quite hard to stick to <laughs> in terms of um cooking all the time because it's not it's not hard to stick to in terms of I think it's a very fulfilling way to eat because there's a huge variety of foods that you can eat um you can eat a huge amount of food you know you can you can eat really well and and be really satisfied with what you're eating um, but you do have to cook quite a lot and if you're particularly busy don't like cooking lacking inspiration that can get quite hard um, 
And I suppose that's where New Norm was born from. So from that point, I was like, there must be something out there that makes this easier. You know, you can enjoy all the benefits of, of eating um, plant-based foods without having to cook every single thing from scratch. And bear in mind, this was, this was like two, three years ago. So there was less out there then. But when I was looking, I was like, there's no one that really does it. So um, that's, that was me. I set out my mission to make it easier to enjoy um, a plant-based diet and kind of everything that comes with that. And then I suppose since, since um, following that journey, I no longer follow like a strict 100% plant-based diet. I'm not um, super strict about it, which I think personally is um, what makes it sustainable. And I always talk about the sustainability of a plant-based diet. And I think if you're too rigid in any dietary decisions it can cause you to really the punishment is almost greater than the crime if you know what I mean and if you're really strict on yourself about what you can and cannot eat if you don't follow those rules for one day for whatever reason you give yourself a real kicking and it's really unnecessary and that in itself is really unhealthy so I kind of have transformed the way I eat by eating by being much more conscious of my body and listening to what it's telling me. And by doing that kind of initial um, quite strict plant-based diet, I felt like I was then able to hear when my body was creaking, if you like. And if I, was in, if I sort of ate too much, um, if I ate, you know, if I had a pizza or something, or too much chocolate or something like that, my body would be kind of like, oh, not really loving it. And I think it's really interesting to give yourself that space and time to start to listen again. Because I think a lot of us just shut off and stop, have stopped listening to what, we're, what our body's asking for. And, and I think it's really, really important. Yeah, yeah, and that makes me smile because I talk about it a lot um, with everyone I work with, social media, that self-connection, that awareness, I think with our fast paced lives, especially in motherhood, but anyway, we've got so much going on and our environment can almost drown out the symptoms and signs, the communication that's coming from our bodies. Because actually we just feel like we need to keep going as a society and we power on through. And then I see the kind of painkillers come out and you know the wine or whatever to try and suppress our symptoms mm -hmm. as to actually tune in and just listen um what's my body trying to tell me what does my body need so it's really awesome to hear you say that because i think when you are more connected to the needs of your body then you can start to put in place the kind of the how isn't it when you know the why um yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And to hear you talk about the variety, one of my bugbears is how I think the diet world's become quite toxic. Like I'm in it all the time. And I would, I would say that um, not just diet, but nutrition, all of that side of things, health, eating. Um, and, and some of my kind of emotional burnout comes from that, actually, just being exposed to so many different like camps and you must do this and you must do that. And then those camps fighting with each other and not agreeing with each other. And social media is a perfect platform for that. But like what you just said, it's eating to the needs of your body. It's keeping it um, full of variety. It's keeping it interesting and it's not being too restrictive or strict with yourself I think it's really bringing the enjoyment back into eating and food oh, 
And I think that is the only way to get a sustainable diet for you is to enjoy what you're eating. And it's very hard to navigate all that clutter of diets. And even, even when people are trying to be um, very um, whole food about health, if you like, then you fall down this rabbit hole of superfoods and all the rest of it, which is just another kind of commercial tactic for putting up the price of fruit and veg half the time. And I think it's, um, it's very difficult to navigate. And even working in the industry, I find it hard to know what's, what's right sometimes. So I think um, it, is, it is such a minefield. And I think if you can enjoy what you're eating and, and listen to your body, it really makes it much easier to trust your gut almost. In all ways, more ways than one. <laughs> trust your gut before you trust Google. That's what I say. Like always, trust yeah. your instincts. And and I think you know it's funny because your business is called New Norm, but I think people get used to living in that new norm in terms of how you were describing, foggy brained. You know, putting on extra couple of pounds, not having the energy, just not feeling a bit kind of groggy, but you don't realize your potential until you change, make some changes. Exactly. And the fog's kind of lifted and it's like, whoa, that, that wasn't right. Like that wasn't okay. That wasn't my full potential. So I think um, maybe if this is something you haven't tried before, we can always afford to eat more plants. We can always benefit from plant-based foods. Bringing that in personally, whatever fits with your lifestyle, I think is massively like beneficial um, because we're always looking to up-level our baseline, aren't we? Depending on where we're at, we can always keep evolving and improving and committing to our health and wellness. I don't think there's like an end goal or a magic pill or bullet. I know there isn't. Luckily, there's lots. I wrote about the other day, there's lots of different things, but it's always tuning in and then up leveling from your baseline and enjoying it and looking at it as kind of self-discovery and discovering all these different ways of looking after yourself so do you how does it work in terms of do you make the food or do you have a kitchen like it's amazing that you've gone from that career change you know to be doing this in your <laughs> it is a bit of a wild career change and um, i'll give you that um, I do it all myself. So right now, um, hopefully this year, um, we will be looking to recruit a um, chef. So any listeners who are budding um, oh. <laughs> vegan chefs, then please get in touch. Um, so yeah, this year, that would be the aim. Um, but I've grown it very slowly. So we've only been, I say my journey started about three years ago, but the business started um, just less than two. So a year and a, a year in, well, we're nearly at two years. I think two years in March it will be. Um, and it's grown very organically. So I've had the, um, I've been fortunate, I suppose, in a lot of ways to learn on the job. And I've always been, I've always loved cooking. Um, I've always, but it's been like, for, in, for myself in my own kitchen but I've always been quite experimental and I've always eaten even though I haven't always been vegan I've always cooked from scratch with a lot of veg so I've always kind of had a baseline of, of being able to cook um, and I've just I've just experimented with that as I've gone and um, you know developed my cooking ability as I've gone and I would never say I would never profess that I'm a chef um, but I think that is at the heart of what I'm 
saying with new norm as well is that you don't have to be a chef you don't have to be a culinary wizard to make delicious plant-based food because it's about the taste of the ingredients and really letting them shine through and come to the fore so i think um and personally i think that's um it's easier in my well i probably shouldn't say this it's probably going to um, offend all the <laughs> well-trained vegan chefs out there but i think um there's, you should be less scared, maybe, of cooking um, when you're cooking with vegetables and, and you're cooking plant-based um, meals because there's not that much that can go wrong. You know, the flavour of the vegetables will shine through and, and yeah, it's all about finding the right balance of spices and, and everything else to bring the flavours to the fore. But, you know, I think with meat and dairy, it's so much easier to mess it up. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I've, it's been a journey of, of discovery for me in terms of um, expanding my knowledge on cooking. And I've also done some courses and things on nutrition as I go. I'm by no means um, a nutritionist or um, in that realm, but I've, through a lot of reading and through doing some short courses, I've kind of got to a point where I'm comfortable in my knowledge enough to, to offer um, enough advice or to recommend who someone needs to speak to if they've actually got um, nutritional um, problems and things but in terms of recommending a healthy balanced diet I feel comfortable in in doing that with what I've got and I think people are coming to me not so much for that side of things it's more about making it easy so I see it as I'm, I'm the solution for somebody who, who wants to, um, they know how they want to eat, they know they want to introduce more plants into their diet, but the barrier is that they don't have the time to cook. Um, and that's where I see my role comes into the whole thing is to make it easier and more accessible to introduce more plants into your diet. If you're maybe not used to it, you know, so often people have a repertoire of four dishes that they cook on repeat every single week. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, that's not unusual. So if you're then suddenly thinking, okay, I'm going to start to try and eat a lot more plants, that doesn't fit with your four dishes you've got on, on rotation, then it's like, oh shit, I need to either learn how to cook some more, get some inspiration from somewhere or, or get some advice. So it's kind of, that's the kind of gap I'm trying to fill is to help people do that. If they've got the, if they've got the intention, um, but just don't know how to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's amazing because you're absolutely right it's if it's something different a certain mm -hmm. degree of change is needed and again if you're used to doing that thing or you've just got a busy life that can feel overwhelming in itself so having that guidance and breaking those habits or introducing something different and variety into them is, is really good so um and by the way your story is inspiring i know we're talking about plants and plant-based eating but i think the career change, like that's awesome. Following your passion, trying something new, and going with your gut. Actually, like I really it's like it. Super scary. <laughs> it is scary, so, isn't it? Yeah, it is scary. You couldn't miss it. Every time I get an order through, I'm still like, yay! <laughs> oh, that's lovely, though. That's lovely. Yeah. And, um, so, what about some of the? We've kind of touched on that. It's it's personal. And that we're all different and we have different needs and maybe some people um, will still be eating animal-based foods. So how, um, what are the principles of plant-based eating? How can different people bring it into their lives in different ways or what, what's your yeah. approach? Well, 
I think, yeah, I, personally, I'm all for plantish, and actually it is just about increasing the amount of, of plants in your diet. And, and I think it's horse for courses, different people um, will do it in different ways, and I think that's totally cool. I actually think one way, um, if you're starting from being, you know, you, if, if you're at a point where meat is the center point of every meal and you are unsure how to change that, I think a really good way of a really good sort of baby step into introducing more plants is to use vegetables to bulk things up, if you like. So, for example, if you're making a bolognese or, or a chicken based something or you've got um, whatever you're making, say you've got a 500 gram pack of mince or chicken or whatever to make something, make that go twice as far by including more veg into the base of the dish. So if it's a bolognese, you know, throw in some more courgettes, peppers, onions, beans, bulk it up to double the quantity um, with vegetables. And then A, you've got more vegetables into your diet. B, you've got one less meal to cook because you can portion some off and put it in the freezer for next week. So it's, it's great on two counts. <laughs> so this is a very early step in if, you're, if you can't comprehend meals without meat. I think that's a good way to um, ease yourself in and also kind of ease your palate into it as well. Because if you are used to eating um, all your meals with meat, then you're going to miss it like human nature you will miss it if you make a drastic change so to ease yourself kind of into um enjoying more plants that way i think is really good um or doing meat-free days again depends what point you're at but maybe it's introducing one meat-free a day or maybe you're already well past that and it's actually about reducing to just one meat a day one meat day a week <laughs> um but yeah, just kind of seeing how it, how it fits for you and, and doing it in a way that you enjoy it. So don't do it in a way that it's a chore. So if it is a case of, um, okay, I'm going to start cooking and do one day a week where we cook um, vegan. And that day actually could be quite good fun because every member of the family has a different day that they do it and they try a new recipe and you get a little bit of a competitive element in your different recipes you're trying and do a little cook-off within the family of your vegan meals or something and build it in in a way that actually is good fun as opposed to feeling like a restriction and removing things from your diet. Look at it more as what fun stuff can we put in, like start making energy balls rather than having chocolate treats and stuff like that. And again, you can play around with so many different flavors and, and add, look at it as adding extra stuff into your diet versus stripping stuff out. Because again, with a plant-based diet, I think variety is the key. And it's not just about replacing meat for kale. Yeah. You know, it's not one for one. There's a whole world of different ingredients out there when you go to a plant-based diet. And I think that's probably the biggest part of, um, part of it is education in terms of all the stuff out there that you can use. And, and it's really varied. And I think that's why I love it so much because you're always learning about other vegetables and other pulses and different ways you can cook things. So um, keeping it really exciting, I think, is, is, is a good way to kind of look at it as a journey, your own little journey. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and definitely balance. That's something I talk about all the time is that balance between the proteins, the complex, car complex carbs and the, the fats and making sure that you're having a balance with every meal and yeah. snack. And um, 
that's you know I think when people think plants they think vegetables but actually like you said you've got all the protein sources the pulses yeah. the beans the legumes as, as well um and, and then looking at I don't know what your kind of guide is if you have one but I try and encourage people and again it very much depends on where they're at the baseline to look at rotating between 10, 20 different plant foods a week and for some people that might sound like whoa but in a smoothie you can get about five like you know veg or fruit and obviously not too much fruit but um where are you in that? Because we know that this five a day is so old, like research, that's way under what we actually need to have that kind of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effect. We want to be aiming more towards seven, eight, nine, again, depending if you're someone that doesn't eat any, then five is brilliant. <laughs> um, but I, I, I was at a talk the other night and I was talking about this kind of rotating 20 different plant foods a, a week. Um, and we can make it fun. Like Bonnie, she does not eat many vegetables. She doesn't eat much green, and it <laughs> is stressful. But mm. what I try and what I try and do, <laughs> it sounds really mean, but like she'll help me out. So I'll cut up a sweet potato and I'll give her some tongs, and I'll let her like one by one. <laughs> this will keep her busy while I'm doing the rest of the meal. Put the potato in me, <laughs> but that kind of fun. <laughs> It's fun, and, and I think that if you can involve kids in that kind of process and prepping and educating them, and like you're saying, like each person have a, a, a night that they're responsible depending on the age, or even if your kids are a bit younger. I love, I think Dr. Wrong and Chatterjee does this, but having a rainbow of veg on the fridge and the aim is to eat the rainbow over a certain period of time. Like I think there's so many different ways of making it fun depending on the ages and, and um, it's obviously good for adults too but yeah so how um when I'm interested when you made the changes yourself like you touched on it a little bit but how did you feel what did that look like for you how many kind of on average vegetables were you eating and what did that I think there's a common um I think what commonly happens in people who even if they are quite well educated in what they should do um i think it's very common to do exactly what you just suggested there is in that you think it's plant-based therefore i'm just going to eat fruit and veg um and see what that does to me and um, i'll be honest i kind of did fall into that trap myself and when i first went plant-based where when i first dabbled i did that and felt quite weak because i was just eating fruit and veg and wasn't really eating a huge amount else and i didn't feel that amazing for it to begin with um and i lost a lot of weight and that wasn't i mean i guess at the time it was a positive byproduct but that wasn't really my aim so i was kind of happy with that but i was like i don't feel like this is sustainable and what I, so I realized, obviously, I was, I wasn't getting enough um, of all the rest of this stuff I needed to get. I wasn't getting enough protein. I wasn't getting enough carbohydrates. I wasn't like, it wasn't a balanced diet. And what I always talk to people about now is uh, thinking of everything you eat as a plate and splitting it into half being fruit and veg, quarter being whole grains and quarter being protein. So your pulses and your legumes and stuff and thinking about Every, every meal you have should be in that kind of ratio so you're always so you're not just eating a plate of veg because I frequently would be eating and it would be delicious and filling but it still was just a plate of veg so 
you really do need to make sure you're getting your pulses and your whole grains in there to fill you up otherwise you know you are kind of lacking some fairly um, important food groups so it is and it, I don't think that's hard and I don't talk about trying to put in 20 different um, vegetables or anything like that I don't want to try and I want to my aim is to make it sound and feel as easy as possible that's why that's my kind of go-to in terms of what you need to and obviously you can go into the much more scientific detail of what you need but I think to if you're going to start eating a plant-based diet that's the kind of fundamental I think to make sure you're roughly getting a balanced plate is that half fruit and veg quarter proteins and quarter whole grains and as soon as I nailed that I felt amazing and I say amazing it's been various little things that it's really helped me with like I say I used to suffer from just persistent acne not terrible but just persistent and that was throughout my entire life like up to the age of 30 and I was kind of like oh I'm just never going to get rid of this and it cleared up my skin which I was like oh that's amazing I wasn't expecting that um, and just I feel like it's quite hard to explain but I feel just like things flow much easier through my body so I don't suffer from I used to suffer from heartburn and indigestion quite a bit and always feel a bit bloated and I just feel like my system is cleaner <laughs> it's, it's a difficult thing to describe but I do just feel like healthier in my gut like things things move through me and I don't feel that kind of like I'm carrying a carrying a load if you know what I mean um, so I just feel altogether kind of healthier from that point of view. One thing that I have always struggled with, and I have to be honest, this is a thing that I still struggle with because I probably haven't nailed it in my own diet yet, is um, that balanced energy, if you like, because I have always used sugar and caffeine as a bit of a crutch. Yeah. And I still do. When I'm eating well, I've, and I'm eating well and I'm, and I'm not eating refined sugar, which is now because I'm hard on the veganuary. And <laughs> um, I do feel so much better, for, like noticeably better in terms of just um, not riding the sugar roller coaster. You know, like I, you get the high for sure, but you get the crash much lower. Um, and that's really hard to manage because you just keep riding that. And if you can try to just choose your... Um, sugar boost if you like I still you still crave sugar you still need sugar in your life but if you choose unrefined sugar that's balanced with some fiber from the fruit or some protein from nuts or is balanced with other nutrients that are good for you then it just serves you much better and that you don't get that kind of sharp peak and crash and I think that's for me is why that's probably my main motivator for continuing on a plant-based diet actually is because it does help me manage that kind of quite harsh peak and drop of, of of energy spikes which let's face it everyone wants more energy more balanced energy a hundred percent and and i think you know you come into kind of a new year in january and people are um i see it a lot that people are looking at what they can take out like what's going wrong and they're like wrong with their diet and they need to sort of take things out but like we've just talked about it's about putting things in so if it was refined sugar like a sugar-free um however you're going to progress with that January. Um, at the same time, you want to be putting in all the goodness, all the anti-inflammatory, the antioxidant foods as well, because that's what's going to really stabilize you and make you feel well, and especially um, protein and, and fats. 
as you've touched on, it's really important to look at that plate. It's, it's very similar to what I recommend as well, and having that balance, because I think sometimes that's where people go wrong, is they just bring in loads of the kind of fiber without the protein or the fat, and then they feel good, but then it doesn't sustain. So, um, often, so often I hear people going sugar-free, and that in itself is quite dangerous. You know, you need sugar. You really do need sugar. And then you just need to think about your sources of it. But cutting it out, because I, I, I fell into the same trap myself. Um, and I tried to cut out sugar and I had just crippling, I tried to cut out sugar and caffeine at the same time. So it was a bit extreme given that they're my two absolute vices. <laughs> but um, it was awful. It was awful and I had such bad headaches. And then it wasn't sort of till afterwards I was like well of course like I you know okay I don't need caffeine but you do need sugar mm -hmm. um so I just kind of you know it, I, like I say it's been quite an educational curve for me because my knowledge was it's, it's self-learned so I kind of went through a lot of um learning on my own body to get to where I am right now so it's it's and it's good that's been super interesting actually to learn from experience and, and that's what will hold you and keep you going when you've got a commitment to yourself and you value your health and wellness and it's interesting and that kind of self-discovery that will keep you kind of going on this path. And yeah. Absolutely. It's looking at the sources of, of where the, the, the sugars are coming from and complex carbohydrates. There's so many options there, aren't there? Like in terms of root vegetables and legumes and grains and all these different things. So, so the other terrible thing that I hear people saying um, when they're on a health kick is they're cutting out carbs and it's that is kind of a nonsense because that's not only impossible but you know you'd be you, you wouldn't sustain for any length of time at all <laughs> so it's it's again it's because there's all this stuff out there and yeah it's very hard to navigate and to know what is healthy and, and good for your body. So it's, it is tough to, to you can, I think a lot of people often think they're doing something um, that will be good for them and don't fully understand the, the why behind it. And therefore, because it's all diets are all about rules and restrictions, it's very easy just to be quite hard line about that and then shut off what your body's trying to tell you because you're following the rules, never mind your body knows best. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There is so much stuff and it can be really confusing. And I think out of desperation, people will try different things. Um, but I always think you need support. So it's amazing what you offer and the kind of guidance that comes along with your services as well. Um, I think you need support. And, and what I'll say about some of those special diets, like short term, sometimes they're essential. But it's knowing what you're dealing with exactly like what you search like I do quite a lot of functional testing and sometimes people can't metabolize carbs there's a reason why so you work on that underlying gut function while you deal with it and then you bring back the appropriate ones in so um yeah absolutely and it's just coming back to that balance plate and going from your baseline and um always looking at kind of up leveling and changing and bringing in that variety so we've talked a bit about, sorry, go on. And I think when you feel the benefits, that is motivating. That's certainly what's motivated me in that I felt so good for it and my body felt good for it, that that was enough to make me be like, actually, I want to live this the whole way, the whole, yeah. the whole way, <laughs> the whole way through my life. 
it's not just a thing that I'm doing for a while. It's actually like something, it's actually just, just how I will live. And like I say, when you start to feel these negative things creeping back in, you are so much more aware of it because you felt how, how you can feel. So yeah. it's a self-fulfilling thing that I think really keeps you honest. And it inspires you. It kind of, you know, makes you realize how good you can feel and not just to settle for that kind of oh, dragging yourself through the day. Like, I think it's exciting. Like health is exciting and it should be inspiring. Um, 100% It's good to feel good. People, you know, that's where it's, it's about happiness, isn't it? And, and confidence. And what would you say? I mean, we've touched on the principles and some of the benefits, but... Um, are there any other benefits maybe you've seen in, in others who have um, signed up or eaten your meals or in your group at the moment? What, what sort of benefits are you seeing? Do you know one of the ones that surprised me the most, and I don't know why because it does sort of all figure back, but um, I had one lady who said that she hadn't slept through the night for literally years, like she just didn't sleep through the night. And she, um, she did one of our cleanse and restore plans, which is fully plant-based. You get your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And she said after day three, she slept through the night for the first time in years and then continued to for the rest of the duration of the plan. And I was like, wow, that's, that's phenomenal. And I suppose, yeah, your, your sleep is absolutely affected by the rest of your health. It's all linked. So there's no, you know, it's not surprising, but it, it's quite, it feels like quite a removed benefit, but it just shows you that it's so much more than just, you know, what's on the outside or your weight or things like that. There's, there's a lot going on in there and it's all linked together. So if you can get yourself feeling better in all aspects, it all trickles down. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you kind of address the inner imbalances and nourish all parts of like every system, those kind of weight loss goals, whatever the goals are, sleep, they're just byproducts of the systems becoming more um, balanced and restored and, and nourished. Absolutely. Um, and then, so just in terms of some of the meals that you offer in your plans, what would you say as many mums that will listen to this podcast and not that I'm saying breakfast is everything like breakfast means break the fast. So whenever you have it, it's an important meal. And, and we've talked a bit about protein. That's what I see as being kind of a common challenge because we'll wake up, we'll see to everyone else, we'll have coffee. And then by the time it's lunchtime, we haven't eaten. And this is me sometimes as well. So in terms of plant-based breakfasts what would be some of your favorite suggestions so um if you're if, it's a, if you have a time issue in the morning and your struggle is always actually getting time to feed yourself then I think there's some great meal prep stuff that you can do the night before whether it's doing like overnight oats so grating an apple with some oats some nut butter and some berries or something and just have that in a tub in the fridge ready to go so that in the morning it's good to go, you know, you put your plant-based milk or um, in the night before and then it's there for when you're ready and you don't need to do anything. Um, or smoothies as well. So long as you're putting, I think smoothies, it's an easy crap to fall into just being fruit. I think if you're making smoothies, make sure you're also putting some oats and nut butter or something in there so you're getting a much more balanced, you're getting a, you're getting a meal. Um, it's not just a fruit drink, but it is a meal. And if you, again, if you can get that all, prepped and ready the night before, even blend it, you just need to shake it and take it from the fridge in the morning and you've got stuff that's, that's good to grab. I think fundamentally that's my 
um, advice for every single meal is making the healthy option easy. And I think the, the only way to really do that is, and it's not a very exciting <laughs> um, response, but it's to plan. And we were talking a bit about it earlier, but, but planning. And the thing is, this is, the, this is the thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit, is planning is the key to success in almost every aspect of your life. But food has become such a commodity that we no longer plan it. It, we just expect it to be ready for us when we need it. So we no longer plan our meals and we no longer, you know, feel that that's necessary because we, we don't really have to. You can grab anything from the supermarket at any time, but it's not necessarily the best quality and it's not necessarily going to serve you well. But if you spend that time planning your meals, and I mean not necessarily just planning what you're going to have, but planning on how you can make it easy for yourself. So think about it. You get up in the morning. What does the morning look like? Are you going to be running around trying to get everyone else ready and off to school and do the school run and all this stuff and you're not going to sit down till 11? Okay, so therefore maybe you do prep a smoothie the night before so you can grab that and eat it whilst you're doing all of that. What does lunch look like? Are you going to be on the go? Are you not going to be in the house? You're not going to have access to a microwave or something. Are you going to have to eat it um, on the hoof? Not ideal because you do, it is important to kind of have time to eat as well rather than always eating on the go, but life happens and sometimes that's the case. So if that is the case, think about can you prep a kind of bean wrap or something that you can have wrapped with you so you can eat it when you need it. And you don't go through that phase of absolutely ravenous. So then when it comes to you eating, you just can't eat enough fast enough. And then you have this kind of energy dip and spike as well. And think about, okay, so are you all eating together as a family for dinner or has somebody got to go to an after school class, somebody else, they're here, there and everywhere. And think about the time, who, when you're eating, who you're eating with and where you're eating so you can plan meals that are sensible and realistic. And I think it's easy also to fall into a trap with meal planning of being overly optimistic and you want to eat this picture perfect meal plan of health but actually you've got a super duper busy week and it, you're going to have to make some sacrifices here and there. Like maybe lunch is going to have to be on the run or someone's, you're going to have to have two separate dinner times because people are at different after school classes or whatever. So be realistic about that and, and plan for it. So maybe you do some prepping on Sunday night where you get some bean chili in the freezer so that it can be taken out in individual portions and eaten when it suits different people. So I think just, sitting down for just doesn't have to be long but sitting down on I always say a Sunday because you've kind of got a little bit head in the week ahead of you um, and thinking about what that week look like looks like and how you can help yourself in advance you know what lunches you can prep what stuff you can have in the freezer and and thinking ahead and, and planning for it I think just means you're much more likely to um, eat a balanced diet throughout the week rather than grabbing for what you can get when you're when you're kind of running around like a headless chicken let's face it half the time <laughs> yeah I totally agree it, it's I, I see it as like a gift to yourself like self-preservation self-care however you want to see it just making that space to have a rough plan buy the food put it in the fridge have a rough plan yes you can change your mind but it's having that kind of those options there that is half the battle yeah. And the worst thing is when we're busy, we don't do it. And it's when we're busy, we need, we need to do it. it the most. Yeah. yeah. 
And actually, the more stressed you are, the more you need to be nourishing those adrenal glands, nourishing your gut, like looking after your blood sugar, because you're going to be putting more pressure on those systems. Exactly that. And you're right, it's keeping it simple because you don't want your self-care and meal planning to become a stressor in itself. But when you shift that mindset and you start connecting with your needs and looking into this and health and what's going to make you potentially feel better like that's completely worth it to try it then it becomes easier because you put yourself at the top of that priority list you value yourself and you're seeing it through the lens of kind of adventure and trying something new like it's exciting it's exciting and what I say to mums is like if you're feeling well your whole family benefits even if they're not exactly eating the same stuff, which is another battle, but you know, you can modify this. And I think it slowly does it, just introducing some of these principles. But if you're feeling well, all those demands that business you have on, you're going to be able to come at it from a more kind of energized, yeah. calm perspective. Yeah. And your mood did, yeah, so many benefits. Definitely. So, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of like, some of the meal plans that you provide or the, the meals or you, you talked a bit about cleanse. I know you do different ones or um, the group that you're running or anything you've got on. Yeah, I suppose I should, um, I should probably explain a bit more about what I do. I've kind of said um, talked a lot about plant-based, but not actually what we, what we do um, as a company. So as I said, the, the mission really is to make it easier to eat a plant-based diet and that takes many forms. So I'm not a purist in that by any sense, as I said, but we basically offer two different um, meal plans, if you like. And I kind of say that in inverted commas because one of them is kind of what I touched on, which I call a cleanse and restore plan. And I almost, um, I've always been in kind of mixed had mixed feelings about calling it that because that in itself I feel like it plays a bit too much into the diet industry industry language of calling it a cleanse but the reason I have that is is because it was kind of my inspiration for the whole company and it was doing that that kind of short period of being a, a completely um 100% plant-based diet that gave me that feeling of um losing the fog shifting the sakatatis feeling just like i had i had kind of was was running better as a human being and that's kind of what i want to share with people so i think it is up to different people how they want to pursue introducing more plants into their diet but i think this is one route that is actually is quite beneficial because you do get that sense of of um how good you can feel how you should feel um and I think that can be really powerful. And a lot of people who have done that have then gone on to just into just not not gone on to um, eat 100% plant based, but gone on to just really listen to their body more. Exactly as I was saying. And I think that's quite powerful. So that's why I keep that one on there because it's the opportunity to have that sort of pause in what you know is the norm and find your new norm. And um, so. I love that because for that very reason, and we do that in a number of different days, you can do a three, five or seven day meal plan and it's everything you need for the week. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks and three teas. The idea being like the barrier to doing that yourself, I think can be not having time to cook everything from scratch, not having the recipe repertoire for 21 different meals <laughs> um, or willpower is the wrong word but if you have to cook it all for yourself there's there's many 
turning points on the road that you could go off and actually kind of not have the motivation one day to to cook that way and um, so that was kind of where we started at and, and since then we've also developed just essentially what I call a mix and match meal plan but it's essentially just homemade ready meals and they come in single or double portions and that is basically for anyone who wants some extra healthy plant-based meals in their freezer for those days that you don't have time to cook and that's all about just making life easier so if you're busy want to eat something you know is healthy nutritionally balanced and easy you can just order a batch have them in your freezer and know that you've got a bit of healthy backup mm-hmm. and that's really popular for people who um, they may or may have not done the cleanse and restore plan to begin with but it's really popular for people who are kind of already on their own journey towards eating more plants and just need a little bit of support um, and that's the kind of two plans that we offer. We also, I'm very keen to make sure that we're not just about, um, we are about providing the tools in terms of this is the food that you can eat, but also the inspiration and the recipes. So that is what Veganuary is all about for us. And um, we've put together 31 days of recipe inspiration, meal inspiration and recipes of um, plant-based meals. So for anyone who is trying to eat more plant-based, and I think like you say in January, there's a lot of people giving it a go. So the idea there is just to give you all some inspiration and something to kind of, um, you know, when you're running a bit low on, on um, inspiration for recipes, it's breakfast, lunch, dinners and snacks, all sorts of stuff in there. Um, and there's loads of recipes that you can try out and, and have fun with and find out what your tastes are, taste buds are for different plant-based meals. I think that's awesome because, you know, I think every mum, including me, gets a mental block with creativity when it comes to mm. food. Sometimes I've just got too much, too many books. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it's having that inspiration and, and seeing, I've seen some of your plans. They're beautiful. Like the food looks amazing um, and not complicated, you know, really easily kind of achievable. So it's really lovely to have that, that inspiration and, and try something different. Amazing. Yes, very much what I'm as well in terms of the making the meals easy. I am always very happy to share recipes for any of my um, meals as well because it's not about the secret recipe. It's not about anything to do with that. It's just about making it um, really accessible, really as possible. And that's awesome because, you know, you've got people that might want to try it themselves or people that would massively benefit from having those kind of um, packages. So I just think that's, that's really, really cool. Is there anything else that maybe we've not touched on or that you wanted to say or um what we're also doing is in the spring launching a meal specifically for new mums um we're offering a meal plan that is essentially quite similar to our cleanse plan in that it will be everything you need breakfast lunch dinner and snacks but um specifically tailored to uh mum who's just had a newborn so basically you're living life one-handedly, so you probably don't have much time, <laughs> but also really replenishing everything that you kind of lost through, through childbirth and making sure that even though you don't have the time, you are treating your body as it needs to be treated and replenishing all, all the good stuff, whilst you're possibly also breastfeeding, so it's got much higher calories and, and, and nutrients than the cleanse plan, so it's more about fueling you rather than restricting anything. So. Um, don't have dates yet but watch this space and, and hopefully early kind of springtime we'll be bringing that out as well 
Oh, exciting. Awesome. And yeah, much needed. And is there any kind of, um, we've covered so much, but any sort of final tips if someone's looking towards um, introducing more plant-based foods? So I know we have covered a lot, but any sort of leaving words of wisdom that you wanted to, or advice that you wanted to leave us? If you're hungry, eat. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, I don't know, we're so, we're so forced down this route of restricting ourselves. And I think that is my biggest learning in my journey is that if I'm hungry, eat, just eat, a sen- eat something sensible, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of a plant-based diet for me is that, um, yeah, you just find so much stuff that you can eat without this sort of guilt of it being something that's bad for you. So find your, your foods that are going to feel, feel, feed your body well and delight you in terms of taste and satisfy cravings. Um, but don't leave you feeling kind of like you've done a bad thing. So find those foods and then fuel yourself with them. <laughs> Beautiful. And that aligns beautifully with, is it Michael Pollan that says, eat food, not too little, not too much, mostly plants. <laughs> <laughs> so basically that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and chatting to me and thank you for your time. Um, I'm really grateful and I'll put how people can get in touch with you in the show notes and uh, yeah, links to social media. I'll also share the link for the, um, I know it's coming towards the end of January now, but I think the um, Veganuary Meal Planner is a great resource for any month. So I'll share that link with you as well. Oh, thank you. That would be great. Thank you very much. And yeah, have a good rest of your day. And you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you, Norma. That was amazing. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you would like to find out more or get in contact with Norma, I have put the links to how you can do that in the show notes. Um, I really recommend checking out her Instagram account and her Facebook page and especially her website. Check out some of those meal plans. They're amazing. If you enjoyed the show, please let me know. And if you're feeling super inspired, please leave me a review. I have a community for mums on Facebook called the BU Mum Community. This is a closed group where you can come and connect with other mums and find inspiration, information and get empowered to reconnect with you so you can grow into your best self. At the moment, I'm trying to show up there as often as possible and share useful information to support you at this time. On the 31st of this month, March, I have a free webinar that I'm doing for mums uh, focusing on gut health. So how we can uh, support our gut health and in turn support our immune system, but also our emotional well-being, which is so important right now. You can sign up to that via my Facebook page, but also in my link tree via Instagram. Um, I will plaster it all over the place and also my website. Um, I hope you have a good week. And um, I'm going to try and be back next week with another um, episode of the BU Mum podcast, maybe with my little PA Bonnie helping me. Um, Take care, everyone. Have a good week.